Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, August 23rd, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, this is Thursday's episode, hmm. but you won't be here for Friday's episode because yeah. tonight, Thursday night, we're getting all our days confused, but Thursday night you are seeing the Broadway production of Pretty Woman, so you will not be here. Um, I expect that you will be talking about that on Sundays this week on Broadway. Um, if all goes according to plan, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> you never know these, this day and age. No. The last time you were supposed to go to a Broadway show, they canceled on you. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen uh, later tonight. I think we might also have something else from uh, Jan Simpson in the uh, feed on Saturday, I think. I'm not yes. 100% sure about that. She's that's working the, on it. Is it ready? Plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. So we'll hear a little bit more about Head Over Heels uh, on Saturday. So uh, lots of stuff coming up. But James, this is your Friday in terms of Broadway radio, at least. Yes, this is true. And it's really exciting because, um, you know, I get to start the weekend on Wednesday night. Uh, well, I mean, your day job, you got to do your day job for the next two days. But. So, you know who the uh, lead producer of Pretty Woman is? Um, it's, uh, the, 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 it's a movie exec, a female yes. movie exec. I can't think uh, of her name. Tom, Tom Cruise's movie partner, Paula Wagner. Yes. Yes, yes, so um, I'm sure she'll do the curtain speech, and I've never met her before, so. <laughs> if there's a curtain speech at Pretty Woman tomorrow night, <laughs> I, I was taking a drink while uh, you said that, and I had to restrain myself from a spit take, so. Oh, good. We have to buy another mic. All right. <laughs> All right, so first up in the news, I'll be playing this over and over and over. The King and I to screens in cinemas worldwide this fall. Yes, just about 25 minutes before this podcast went live at 5.55 in the a.m. on the East Coast, it was announced that the recently filmed West End production of Lincoln Center's revival of The King and I will screen in movie theaters worldwide this fall. On yesterday's show, we talked about the film showing in U.K. cinemas, and we speculated that it might come to the U.S. at some point. But this morning, it was officially announced that Trafalgar would be releasing it globally on November 29th with an exclusive encore presentation in the U.S. on December 4th. Trafalgar will also be the company distributing the uh, West End production of An American in Paris next month as well. So they're definitely getting into this market to compete with things like Fathom and Screen Vision and other things like that. Tickets will go on sale on August 31st at kingandimusicalcinema.com or if you can't remember that convoluted and way too long of a link, we will have it in the show notes. Now, James, as you uh, alluded to, this is something that I'm sure you will watch many, many times as it stars the wonderful Tony winner Kelly O'Hara, as well as Tony and Oscar nominee Ken Watanabe. And as we mentioned um, a few weeks ago, Ruthie Ann Miles returned to the show in order to be a part of this film production at the London Palladium. It is uh, breaking box office records over there and playing to packed houses. Um, so it is being officially called The King and I, colon, from the Palladium. So... Whatever. But this is really exciting. Uh, you know, I had this conversation with my coworker over at Broadway World, Alan Henry, today about how if something like Hello, Dolly ends up in London, like it's been rumored to, that there's probably a pretty good chance that, or, well, there's a better chance that it will be filmed over there than here just because of all of the different union rules. So we've seen in American in Paris. We've seen now King and I. Um, we just see a lot more film stuff coming out of London because of the restrictions that they have and the costs that are are um, associated with paying everybody through their union contracts are a little bit prohibitive in New York 
where they're not as stringent over in the UK. So this is going to be in the cold part of our year, not for our friends down in Australia, but in Correct. in the U.S. here, November 29th, December 4th. I hope that next spring, when it gets warmer, they can uh, try to show it in Bryant Park and they'll project oh. it on the tummy of the baby Trump balloon. <laughs> just cool. not. Just, cool. just not. Nah. All right. <laughs> Next up in the news, B.B. Uh, Winnin's musical Born for This is aiming for Broadway. Yeah, uh, in an Instagram video yesterday, six-time Grammy winner B.B. Winans said that his musical Born for This is looking at a Broadway transfer, and they have brought on, on Sam Rudy Media to handle the press responsibilities. Hi, Shane. Uh, the show played the Emerson Cutler Majestic Theater in Boston earlier this summer and follows the careers of B.B. and his sister Cece from Detroit to televangelism stars to mainstream success. The show features a book by B.B., uh, Charles Randolph Wright and Lisa Moore. Randolph Wright also directs. And the score is made up of hit songs from the Winans career. The Boston run of the show starred Donald Weber Jr. and Lauren Lott as BB and Cece, Milton Craig Neely as Pop Winans, uh, Nita, uh, Nita Whitaker as Mom Winans, Chaz Pofall as televangelist Jim Baker, and Kirsten Wyatt, not Kristen Chenoweth, as Tammy Faye Baker. Um, James, I, I have to admit that I am very familiar with the names BB and CC Winans. They've been around for decades, but I don't know much about their story. I honestly probably don't know much of their music either. So this is one of those things where you say, oh, another bio musical jukebox musical. Uh, but this is one that I literally know almost nothing going into as opposed to things like beautiful and and on your feed and even you know uh, things that have a new story like uh, head over heels or escape to margaritaville i don't know much about the winans other than their name so you don't remember they they were on the uh a, a religious network a praise the lord yeah. network with jim and tammy Faye and uh yeah probably probably and that was more in my formative years so i mm -hmm. wasn't watching a ton of televangelism tv at the time oh i see Mm -hmm. yeah. I see. Yeah. So uh, it, it seems like they've had a very interesting, colorful life and it could be a fun story to tell. And as we talked about the Michael Jackson musical, um, we hope they tell the whole story and not just the sanitized version, because the sanitized version is usually not, not as, as fun. much fun. Yeah. No. Well, so. and what's interesting in the press release, it does say that part of this story is with, quote, B.B. must learn to reconcile the temptations of stardom and fortune with the things he ultimately values more. So obviously the temptations and whatever those might be, because like I said, I don't know, um, but I can guess um, that's obviously going to be a part of the show. So I, 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 I'm always a little hesitant when the subject of a bio musical is intimately involved with the yeah. creation of said musical. But as long as they go there, I got no problem with it. All right. Next up in the news. Oh, I see. Jessica Vosk, Wild and Free, hits the Billboard charts. Yes, big congratulations to Jessica and, of course, our friend Robbie Rizal and everyone over at Broadway Records because earlier this week it was announced that Vosk's debut album had charted four different times on Billboard, reaching number 29 on the Independent Artists chart, number 12 on the Heat Seekers chart, which is for up-and-coming musicians, number nine on the Heat Seekers Middle Atlantic, which I thought would have been like, you know, halfway in between 
Europe in the U.S., but whatever. Um, and number seven on Heat Seekers Northeast Billboard chart. As I mentioned back before the album was released, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's part uh, Broadway music, part more pop and, and all different kinds of popular music. I'm not someone who normally well, I don't keep a lot of music on my phone anyway, but most of it is cast albums. So I don't have a ton of solo stuff on there. Um, but I am now regularly belting along with two Broadway record solo albums that were released this year. First, Jessica Vosk, Wild and Free, and Kate Rockwell's Back to My Roots. Both are they're it, it's they're incredible and unique and diverse, and they show so many different sides of each of these two performers that we don't normally get to see with them on stage. So I, I recommend both of them tremendously. You won't regret it. And the last track. I mean, tracks on Rockwell's album took me back to the good old days of how albums were made in the mid 90s. Not to spoil anything, but made me think of some albums like uh, uh, 12 Gracious Melodies without 12, 12 Gracious Melodies by the Stunt Temple Pilots. Um, there was a Cracker album that it made me remember, uh, and not because of the style of music, but just how the album was constructed. So if you have any idea what I'm talking about, listen to the last track. I mean, tracks of Rockwell's album and you will not be disappointed. Hey, if anybody out there knows Jessica, could uh, you have them get in touch with us? Because we've tried seven or eight times to get her on Broadway Radio, but I mean, nothing. I mean, I mean I've interviewed her before. And... Okay, you got to throw that in my face? Why you got to be like that? It's all right. I mean, I could throw Kelly, Kelly O'Hara in your face, too. but No, you didn't. I mean. Oh, okay. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? No, uh, Fosk? Anyone? I, I, I interviewed I interviewed Kelly O'Hara in person, actually. You are so done on this network. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt, what other the, the news do we have? All right, first up, current and former stars of the TV show Supergirl will reunite on October 1st for a benefit reading of Terms of My of Terms of I keep I, every time I screwed this up with yeah. the Michael Moore show. Mm -hmm. Um I don't remember what that show was called. Terms of Endearment. They're going to be reading Terms of Endearment. Terms of My uh, Surrender? Yeah, that's terms it. Of your Surrender? I, I screwed up. Yes, yeah, Terms of My Surrender. I screwed it up with that. Anyway, they're going to be doing a benefit reading of Terms of, uh, terms of Endearment. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. This is, this, is the, this is karma getting me back for rubbing yeah. Interviewing uh, Kelly. Anyway, uh, recent Broadway Carol King Melissa Benoist will team with her former TV boss Callista Flockhart and her on and off screen beau Chris Wood at the Geffen Playhouse. All proceeds for, from the front fundraiser will benefit Stand Up to Cancer and Geffen Playhouse's new play development program. Coming back east, the casts for Rattlesticks Duel Samuel D. Hunter plays Lewiston and Clarkston, which are two separate plays. It's not Lewiston and Clarkston, it's Lewiston. And Clarkston. Uh, they were announced earlier this week. Lewiston will feature Arnie Burton, Kristen Griffith, and Leah Carpel. Clarkston will feature Noah Robbins, Heidi Armbruster, and Edmund Donovan. The plays will run together, kind of like two one-acts with an intermission, uh, beginning on October 10th at the Rattlestick Playwrights Theater. Sticking off Broadway, the York Theatre Company announced yesterday that they would launch their 2018-2019 season with the off-Broadway premiere of the musical Midnight at the Never Get, written by Mark Sonnenblick. The show will begin performances at October 2nd. 
if you want something else, uh, if you need to learn anything else about uh, that season, it will be in the show notes. And finally, James Tony winner Neil Patrick Harris has confirmed that he'll be pulling the wig down from the shelf yeah. to return to the role of Hedwig at the revival of legendary New York City Drag Festival Wigstock. Harris and his husband, David Burtka, are teaming up with drag star Lady Bunny to produce the previously dormant drag festival in New York City this September 1st. Harris confirmed the news in an Instagram post on Tuesday night, and we will have a link in the show notes if you want to check that out for yourselves. If you'd like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. Matt's going to take you into the weekend. Jan Simpson on Saturday. I'll be back on Sunday. Then Matt's back on Monday. And I'll be back on Monday with Matt as well. We'll talk to you then. 